Hey, I'm Randy. One day while cleaning out the closet of my old bedroom, I stumbled upon a three-part time capsule I'd made in 1998 when I turned 13. I meticulously detailed every part of my life, from an itemized list of school crushes to a report on the top five trends that year. Obviously, Tamagotchi, hair mascara, and blow-up chairs were among them. It's hilariously delusional and heartwarming as fuck. So join me as I look back at all the things that made growing up in the 90s so rad. And together we'll unbox Capsule 98. Hey guys, welcome back to the Capsule 98 podcast. Uh, we are here for the second episode, and today I am joined by two lovely ladies. Um, my co-host for today's episode is Monica Heisey. Hi. <laughs> is it Heisey or Heisey? No, you nailed it. Hi. Okay, amazing. Um, she is an amazing comedic writer. She wrote a book uh, last year called I Can't Believe It's Not Better. Is it last year or 2015? 2015. Okay, 2015, which is not last year. Uh, and she's also a staff writer on the Baroness Von Sketch, which is on the CBC and IFC, and Schitt's Creek and Crawford. Hey. Hi. Um, and then our special guest today is Jen Kirkman. She's a very famous uh, comedian. She uh, <laughs> she is the author of the New York Times bestseller "I Can Barely Take Care of Myself." She has two Netflix special. Z, uh, I'm gonna die alone and just keep living. So, because I guess you didn't die. Two separate things. No, we're all gonna die alone. That, Married, yeah. children, doesn't matter. Okay, amazing. Yeah. I can't wait. And then, but just keep living until that happens. And uh, we are <laughs> listening to, I mean, we were recording this podcast in Toronto. Jen mm-hmm. Kirkman is here for Just for Laughs. Uh, did you arrive today? I just got in a couple hours ago, yeah. How are you feeling? Fine. I've just flown from New York, so it wasn't like, I can't cop to like, oh my God, jet lag. <laughs> um, thank it's you totally, for saying that. It's like getting on a bus. It's totally <laughs> fine. Um, you wouldn't believe how many people don't say things like that, even though it is an hour, an hour uh, flight. There mm. are so many people who talk about how far it is and how the fact the fact that they're like in a different country. Who and are, it's like who are freezing these in- here. I mean, I can't name names, but many people. <laughs> I mean, just all my friends. I if guess they came <laughs> in from LA. It is kind of a six-hour flight with a big time difference, and then you wait in customs, so it's a whole day, and it's a pain in the butt. Which is why I didn't come in from LA. I was in New York anyway, and I'm like, I'm not going to go home and come back. So that is true. But New York, just an hour. Yeah, I feel like if you talk about it being a big deal to fly from New York, you should also be one of those people who dresses up in like a hat and suit to fly, like it's the 50s. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Who really respects air travel. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so are you excited for Just for Laughs? I think so. Um, I don't know if I get excited about anything, but I... I love what I do, so I, I, it's not going to be torture, if that makes sense. So this podcast is about the 90s, yeah. and I unearthed um, something that you did, which is your tweets from the 90s. Oh, yeah. Um, tell me about that. I lost a password, so I, ha- I keep <laughs> losing it. And then I like set up a specific email address for it, but I lost that, too. Does that make sense? And so it's like, I don't know, it's like a Hotmail somewhere, or Gmail. Um, yeah, I, j- I was like, what if I was reading old diaries? that I kept in the 90s. And I was like, oh my God, these these aren't, like what if I, thank God I didn't have Twitter in the 90s. It would be so, I was so hard on my sleeve. It would have been so embarrassing. I mean, I don't know what I would have done. Like, you know, growing up it was like check one if you like me and you like wait the next day. You always had time to sleep on things, think it over, wake up the next day, the intensity is gone. Oh, maybe I shouldn't hand him that note. And so I just thought, what if Jen had Twitter in the 90s? And also it's kind of inspired by 
you know, Jaden Smith, Will mm-hmm. Smith's son, he tweets ridiculous things and adults make fun of him. And I'm like, guys, he's a teenager who thinks, who's been told everything he said, beyond a teenager as ridiculous as it is, but he's been told everything he thinks is important by his parents, like the way they raise him. So of course he's going to be obnoxious online and be like, whatever. So I was just, yeah, I thought it'd be fun to jump in and be my teenage self. So a lot of it is stuff from my diaries and a lot of it is thoughts that I know I would be thinking. Um, because I thought, th- I thought that one funny thing about it is that like, I think there's a different perspective of like thinking that I would write something versus the actual garbage that I did write, which is my spelling was atrocious. My sentence structure was just like horrifying. Yours is like very well composed. Oh, you mean when you were in the nineties? Yes. Were you, I mean, I was younger, but I think also I was not this composed. I don't, I actually, yeah, I can't remember if I was, but I definitely, well, like, did you have the internet though? Like, what were you? No, there wasn't really internet then. It was like email, right? Yeah, I feel like ICQ became a big thing, like before, maybe around actually the millennium, (laughs) the new millennium. Well, now my, like, I, I, I mean, if you get an email from me, it seems like I'm angry. I don't go, hey, what's up? How are I don't skip all that. I'm just like, hey, what time is the thing? And it's all lowercase and there's no sign off. Like, I don't understand the whole, like, I'm not writing a letter from the war in the 1800s. Like, <laughs> it's just very matter of fact. Like, oh, yeah, let's do that. Sounds good. And so, yeah, so that was just, I just wanted it. I never thought about it. If it, I never thought about my grammar. It wasn't like a purposeful thing or anything like that. But my favorite one, I <laughs> think, is uh, the cheerleaders make fun of me for wearing plastic baby barrettes. Oh, okay. Like scrunchies are so cool. <laughs> I said that. That's pretty funny. That now I wear scrunchies again. Really? I just bought scrunchies a pack of five at Urban Outfitters. Yeah, they're yeah. like the. They've got a uh, their velour with sparkles in them. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah, that's really. Strong. It doesn't look great, but it's just like. I think it I'm feels even, good. Yeah, I'm not even gonna say. Oh, it's just for around the house. I'll walk around in them, but it doesn't. I know it looks bad. I don't care. I don't care anymore. There's like a scrunchie movement now. They have like. Nice ones, yeah. Like cool. There's one I have ones. that looks like hair. It looks like just like a. <laughs> oh fur, my god! Fur, it looks furry. That's what I mean. It looks oh, like, like a little that. piece of fur. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. Uh, another amazing one is people who live in the suburbs. In brackets, I don't count. I'm 15 and I have no choice. Uh, don't know how to live. Slash life is not about comfort and microwaves. <laughs> <laughs> I was so self righteous as a teenager. Like I really thought that I was like, unless you live in New York City and are struggling to do something, like you're not living. <laughs> what? Okay, yeah. So what were you like around the time of this diary? How old were you, first of all? You mean in the, like the, in the 90s? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, around the time you would have been writing this stuff, like when you're 15, let's say. What were you like? Oh, what was that? Like? Um, very dramatic, all black. But see, I wasn't really... My favorite part about my account from the 90s is it's all about my mom does not allow me to tweet to people. She <laughs> says everyone on the internet is a creep, so I don't tweet back to people. It's straight up just a performance account. And people will be like, follow me back. I'm like, I'm not allowed to follow strangers. Like, there's that. <laughs> so I was like a very good girl, did whatever my parents said. I took ballet and piano and all that kind of stuff. But I also, on the side, was like, I wrote poetry with my gay friends. And we had like a poetry magazine. And I wore all black and was like listening to the Smiths and like all depressed. So it was like, I was that person. But I was also like very active got good grades like I was kind of I'm kind of the same way that I am now just like weird but pretty responsible but way more way more dramatic and intense then I also found some old diaries of mine recently and I cannot get over the the level of drama there was once (laughs) 
There was a thing where I wrote across many pages, like in huge letters, in orange pen somehow. Um, it was like today, but that took up two full pages. And then is the, <laughs> and then worst took up several pages to get all oh. the different O's, like worst <laughs> day of my life. Like this is like you're flipping through like 10 pages. And then at the end, just to tell you, but you don't want to know the details. Who were you talking who to? Who was I talking? Oh, I was talking to my diary who I named. I wrote a list of names. I was 10 mm-hmm. in 1998. And I wrote a list of names for the diary. And then I said the diary could choose. Mm-hmm. And the diary chose Denise, spelled very wrong. You gave it a lot of power. Yeah. Like, you didn't even have ownership of your own I thoughts. Know. You're like, you don't want to hear it. It's like, that's exactly who wants to hear it is your diary. If, oh, if that so diary funny. doesn't want to hear, who does? Literally no <laughs> maybe one. You knew, maybe that was your, like, your point. Like, no one cares about me. I think that probably creative was creative way point. of writing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was, oh I was God. just reading an entry that I wrote the other day that says, uh, was up with an arrow up and then uh. it says nothing. You're just a book. It's very deep, you guys. Wow. It's very, see, it's funny, like, I've looked back at diaries and been like, oh, haven't changed that much on that one. Like, there's little moments where I'm like, oh, God, I still say things like that to myself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it can be scary to look back on. Oh. Speaking of dramatic, this uh, is an <laughs> aside. Uh, there's another entry from my diary that says, uh, Dear Diary, actually it says Diary Diary by accident. Uh, Life su- sucks like fucking shit. Shit, fuck, fuck. I hate this. I can't go to the Britney Spears concert. <laughs> <laughs> Very bold to swear in your diary. I don't think I did. Why? Because you thought someone was going to read it? Or because you were polite? I think I was also very, like, my parents told me that you couldn't, so I was like, anyway, I have no reason to not uh, agree with everything they yeah, say, I guess. I'm say. 10. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't you go to the Britney Spears concert? Were you in trouble? Did you no. just have money or a car? Okay, so... I don't even remember, but there was some reason why I was supposed to stay home. And then at the end, my parents were like, it's fine, you could go. And I was like, no, but I feel bad. And then I gave my tickets to my friends. Oh. And then was still like, shit, fuck, fuck. Yeah, fuck you my created life. some kind of horrible yeah, situation. Yeah, like some extra <laughs> drama. Um, okay, so I wanted to read a diary. So every episode, um, I like to bring something out of the time capsule. Every episode, this is the second one. Sure. Um, but every episode from now on... Uh, I'm going to bring something out of the time capsule. Um, and I wanted to read a diary entry that I thought was pretty relevant. Relevant. Can we note for the listeners that the front of your diary just says great expectations? It's from it's from the movie, obviously. <laughs> it's movie merch. Oh, like topless, oh. topless Gwyneth, great expectations? Yeah, Gwyneth. Yeah, huge. And Ethan Hawke. And it's a very, like, it's a compact diary, like. I mean, you can it's see. Like it's hard to write in. I mean, you can see at different points in my psyche, like how I was feeling. Like these are the really neat or dramatic moments. Yeah. These are the really busy, like somebody just touched my boob moments. Oh my god. Um, and then yeah, but um, I wanted to read this entry. I thought this entry was pretty relevant. Um, I'm gonna just skip down to. Okay, there's a whole entry part, but I don't think it's relevant. Uh, What I wanted to read is, anyways, I wrote today, mainly because I've been thinking about my future a lot lately. I know it's really weird. Different things in my future. The main things are like when I'm going to have sex for the first time. Mm. I don't even know, but it seems like such a mystery to me. I know for sure that I'd never have sex before I was like 18 or 19, but I'm always worried about the situation. Like, I don't know if I'd have sex with a boyfriend. I mean, a serious one that I loved. Because what's the big deal? Like, what's the rush? What if this boyfriend was a big lie and just wanted to get me in bed? Actually, I'm pretty sure I could tell. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
But then when it's over, I realize I'd make one of the biggest decisions. And then I think maybe I could hold it until I was engaged. But then I don't think I could Hold wa- it. <laughs> I don't think I could wait that long. It's like when you have to piss. How long can you hold it? <laughs> this is so it's great. So romantic. Yeah. I mean, until you totally burst. Well, I don't know if it's such a, why it's such a dilemma. Because I don't even think out for so long. Uh, I don't know what that means. Um, another big issue is my future. Like, my husband and my kids and my house and my job. I'm so excited I'll burst. I think I'm crazy. <laughs> I think about it so much. Like my wedding, you can't understand how anxious I am to meet uh, to meet my. Oh, to meet my. I don't know what to call him. <laughs> oh, this is so tender. I don't know what yeah. to call him. My love, my husband, my soulmate, my match. Whatever. I'm so retarded. Sorry, guys. You could say retarded in the '90s. Yeah, you didn't know. Yeah, yeah, Cher Horwitz says it, and she's the star, like hero of Clueless. I know. And she what does just that mean? says it like it's no big deal, and we're supposed to be totally on her side the whole time. That's true. Well, heroes are flawed too. True. Um, I they were in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to get a house and decorate it. It's going to be so <laughs> awesome. I would never move in with my boyfriend, fiance, because what's. Fiance has an accent on the E, but it's the wrong way. Uh, because what's the big deal when you're man and wife? Everything's the same at home. Well, I've got to go. Love, Randy, XOXO. Oh my God, there's so much beauty there. Wow. I love I the mean, positivity of, you know, you're really excited about the future. It's such a lovely way to. If I had a daughter, like, I'd want her to just be like, I'm so excited and not like, I don't think anything's going to work out. And at the same time, it's so stressful to hear all that. I'm like, I'm so glad I don't have a 12-year-old daughter because I can't take that kind of energy around, like, all the time. And just having them be like, I wonder what it's going to be like. It's like, oh, shut up. Like, oh, oh my God, I love it. (laughs) I mean. I love your excitement about it. Just like, oh, it's so from the sex when that's going to happen to the the husband and he's moving in and decorate. I mean, that was the big thing. You don't have any control yeah. over decor. That's like the shittiest thing about being young, except your bedroom. Mm. Yeah. I mean, also, that was a really strong reminder for me of like 12 is the horniest age. Okay, funny. funny. You didn't sound horny though in that. Okay, but, but like, like thinking about uh-huh. sex, like, like yeah, she said yeah. she was gonna burst. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. holding off having sex, except she might explode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I might have to pee all over myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the funny. Okay, funny. You should mention that because this diary is from when I'm 12 to when I'm 13, and it goes a little bit further till when I'm 14. And the beginning is like total teeny bopper, like all about the Backstreet Boys and Hanson and whatever. And then the end is all about sex. Like mm. every oh, fucking entry is like about playing doctor and nervous and all this stuff. And before you have any kinds of actual experiences that are like properly sexual with another person, I think that's the time when you're the most obsessed because you're like, it could be anything. I don't know. Yeah, you're like, what is it? I don't <laughs> what? Know, what are people doing? I still never really understood for a long time. I thought people just laid on top of each other. Like I didn't understand that it felt good no one explains that it's supposed to feel good like I know anything about anything even when I lost my virginity I feel like for the first like minute I was like okay this is this is it this is what it's like here it goes yeah I think like losing your virginity is like a memory you have that's based on like what your mind like was thinking during it but like I don't know anyone that physically was like yeah like (laughs) got off real good on that one like you're just sort of like I'm losing my virginity and that's all you remember yeah they're like well (laughs) it's in so it counts yeah (laughs) yeah and you like like visualize like a, a tear. Yeah, and then you're like, now drive me home in your truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yes. Mine was like, 
making fun of my friends. They don't get it. I don't know. What, I don't, whatever it is. No one ever got it. <laughs> and it was like, I'm smoking cigarettes. And my parents would read my diary, though. So I got mm. in trouble because I would confess things. Oh, shit. I used to have pages in my diary that would be like, Alice. Alice is my twin sister. Uh. I would be writing about my life and I'd be like, I'm about to tell you a juicy secret. And then I'd be like, just kidding, Alice. I know you're reading this and you should close the book <laughs> right now. <laughs> but then I would keep writing the next page as though she would see that and, and having broken into my diary, then respect the note she found inside asking her not to read it anymore. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> going to just incite you to do it. Not a great more. plan. Yeah. yeah, not a great plan. Yeah, like, oh, I've changed as a person <laughs> since reading that. I'm no longer nosy. Yeah, I've picked <laughs> the, the weird crappy lock on, the, you know, those like yes. diary locks that are very easily picked with a bobby pin. Yes. I would totally read my kid's diary. I 100% would. I wouldn't because... There's no thought they're going to have that I haven't had before. Like, their thoughts are their own business, but I would be reading it just to make sure they're not doing drugs or something. Mm -hmm. I need to know. They're not going to tell me the truth. But would you then, if you found something in there that you objected to, would you bring it up? It would have to be something really bad. Like, right. illegal or, I don't know, or like I'm suicidal. I don't know. I, it's interesting. I have a friend that I used to work with, and she's a couple years older than me, but she was a totally different, like, Grew up on the West Coast, like Catholic school, cheerleader, like very mainstream. And I was like, East Coast, smoking cigarettes, I'm going to kill myself. And everything was, I'm going to kill myself, kill myself, kill myself. But I didn't really mean <laughs> it. But like very responsibly. Yeah, it was just like very dramatic, like way of just being like, I think about death, you guys. That, that, that was the deepest thought you could have was like death. What's my death going to be like or whatever. And my friend found in her daughter's diary that kind of stuff. And she came to me at work and she's like, I know you don't want kids and I would never trust you with anything ever, but <laughs> my daughter is sort of like you were. She's like wearing all black and talking about death in her diary. Like, what's going to happen? Is she going to kill herself? I'm like, no, because people who really kill themselves don't write. Like, I, I, and you know what I'm saying? Like, she's, she's still going about life and seems interested in it. Like, it's probably fine. She thinks she sounds smart. That's all it is. You have like a kid that's kind of a jerk. And Actually. I think, too, like, it kind of comes from the same impulse as this, like, very sweet, very excited Randy thing mm -hmm. of, like, I can't wonder what my house that I decorate is going to be. Like, death when I was 10 or 12 seemed so, so, so far away as to be basically impossible that I was, like, imagine far enough in the future that that event could possibly occur. Yeah, that occur. I'd be an old person. Yeah, I didn't start thinking about death until I was, like, 15 or so. And, my, and it was still from a self-righteous place of, like, People just wander around life, not even <laughs> realizing someday they're going to die and they need to live to the fullest. It's like, I'm sure people have thought of that before. Like, I don't think mm. I made that one up, but mm. oh my God, I just love the like, gotta go. Like what? <laughs> you just, it's so cool. Like you just get it out and then you're like, gotta go. Which yeah. Is, we don't do that enough anymore. Yeah. I mean, I wish I wrote diaries now. I tried recently. Um, I'm like going through a breakup and everyone's advice is like, mm. you should journal about it. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, okay. But I tried and I don't have, like, I think there's a lack of self-consciousness, even totally. privately in a journal that I had as a kid that I don't have now. Cause I'll write something 100%. and I'll be like, oh, that's embarrassing. I don't keep a journal because my feelings are still embarrassing. But at the time I didn't know. Exactly. And I was very excited to you get them down. You excited to get them out. I did some journaling, like during like things like breakups and stuff like that so I, sometimes I'll just write a letter to like whatever's that like a letter to the universe or whatever yeah. where it's like so I'm not I feel like I'm not really journaling but I feel like I'm or writing a letter to myself in the future like I hope you get it or something like that like to trick myself but yeah I feel like we can't I mean I feel like you know we are Instagram Twitter like we are keeping a diary if someone put it all together and showed us like that is our diary we've got pictures we've got 
thoughts. I mean, we are keeping them kind of. I know, and when you said with your um, 90s account, like, oh, imagine I had Twitter in my 20s, like, I did have it, and mm -hmm. it's out there, and now I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, thank God. Oh. Like, when I first started doing comedy, thank God I didn't have the internet. And I mean, I'd email. There was sort of an internet. There was blogs. But, like, you know, we were, like, jealous of someone or something to, like, tweet. I would have been tweeting, like, this person sucks. I would have been writing horrible. <laughs> like, as, as a one-year open micer, like, you know, I had all these opinions about this and that. I would have been, and you can't get rid of that stuff. And I'm still now I see things I can't get rid of that I regret. So, I like, would have been worse. deletes my tweets after a month. Oh, really? What? So you have no Twitter record? No, they go away after a month. So you have no diary now. Well, I don't want to... I feel like the point of Twitter is that it's kind of on the fly. And also, I went through my old Twitter and got stressed out about it and wanted it gone. Yeah, because you can do that thing where they archive it and send you a book or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did it once, like years ago. I know, but the, and if you read anything truly offensive, someone will just screenshot it during that month. and. <laughs> But, it's there you know, forever. Yeah, but, oh, that's, I should do that. I subtweet a lot, and then I delete it, like, a minute later. Ooh. It's just, like, to have the mo like, to have mm. it out for a second. Just for I'm a like, sec? Yeah. Yeah, it feels dangerous. Yeah, but and then, and then I real, and then, yeah. I feel like the rule of subtweeting is that, like, only the worst people to see it see it, and then you delete it. Yeah. And then there's almost more power in the fact that you deleted it, because they're like, oh, my God, she tweeted this, and then she deleted it but i saw it and sent a screen grab to all my friends already yeah it's always someone who's like on the hunt for that kind of stuff that knows what you're talking about and who and uh <laughs> it's a bad scene so what were you like in 98 oh no okay uh, i made a little list in the cab on the way over here of like what i was into in 98 and the main thing that comes to mind immediately is just like sassy messages on things in funky lettering that's the shit like yeah a t-shirt that i wanted so badly that i still think about sometimes to this day said 90 percent angel 10 percent <laughs> devil in rhinestones and i don't know why i thought that was the coolest shirt because in the known it is. world i would still buy that that seems like right on trend now i mean i'm <laughs> everything you're saying I'm like yes want that yes yeah mm -hmm. i want it so badly and i had a picture frame that said um, girls rule dot 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 deal with it and then like a little stick figure of a girl giving a peace sign Is we that? need this all now <laughs> yeah I mean I still have that um, frame I put my wedding photo in it <laughs> um, <laughs> and then it's like 10% devil yeah like gotta rip. be 10% devil and then the other thing I was really into was like anthology book series like the Animorph books anyone I've just no. heard of that it's so weird I literally two hours ago heard of that for the first time i still don't know what it is really okay. it's weird that two hours later i heard it again you just where did you hear about on it? on this podcast um where they were interviewing hillary clinton and they were like we heard you like <laughs> the anthology books and the animorph or something and she's like yeah and i was like i don't know what they're saying whoa hrc like okay so the animorphs are uh teens who for some reason that i can't remember all have the ability to turn into one animal they can okay. morph into one kind of animal and they are doing they do that to try and stop these uh slug aliens who get into people's ears and control their brains got it from taking over the world and the saddest one one of the animorphs parents are slug people and she knows that but obviously they don't know but they're basically like walking corpses now with these slugs in their brains oh. and she can never get them back I how does turning into an animal help save the world good question <laughs> don't know oh. <laughs> I'll like try to figure that they, part I remember like someone who could turn to a cockroach would like get really small and like skittle into a secret meeting and listen to the 
I see. Slug they, guys. They, they go back and forth between being yes. the person and the animal. But only one kind of animal each. So there's like right. one guy who can be like a cat and one guy who can be like a snake. Got it. Okay. Got kid, it. Kid Detectives was also a really popular theme in the 90s. <gasps> like Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah. Ghost Rider that, was I huge. think that might have been Canadian. I think it's Canadian. I don't know. I might have missed out on it because like in my like early 20s bubble of the 90s, like if it wasn't happening in my apartment, right. I was like, I don't know what's going on in the world. Like after Kurt Cobain died, I kind of checked out of life. <laughs> For like the rest of the de- decade, right? <laughs> I love how we're all like Kirk Cobain. <laughs> <laughs> I know, just laughing. And then, really, the only other thing I can think of from being ten is that um, I really wanted a skirt, a black, long black skirt with two slits up the side, Ooh. so badly. Oh yeah, God, you're really like fashion forward. That's like so Angelina bad. Jolie's famous dress <laughs> that she wore on the red carpet years yeah. ago. Which is like that was actually inspired by my uh, outfit in my school photo in grade five. That's what yeah. I think. Did you actually wear that in grade five? It was like those, big slits. It was a big long skirt that yeah. also had cargo pockets, so it wasn't quite the sexy thing you're imagining. I would yeah. say. Definitely. I, I think, think I had that skirt. I love a cargo pocket Sweat skirt. pant material. <laughs> mm. Oh, <laughs> love it. Yeah, oh, you got a store. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. There was a lot going on with that skirt that I was so psyched to have. I mean, logo tees and sassy female, like, girl power sort of messages was mm-hmm. were huge. Mm, humongous. I also talked a lot about girl power all the time. Yeah. The messaging was just like never ending. Like I, there's one, one of the letters in here, which I'll read at a later date. Um, but I do sign off saying that I'm in a girl group called Venus five. Um, and, um, after the gotta go, I love you. Uh, sorry. I said, gotta go. I love you in brackets myself. Uh, always remember girl power. Who is she? I am me. The future is female. Peace. You said the future is female then? I did. Oh I, I, that is also did inspired by me. Yeah. Guys, you guys are like clairvoyants. That's amazing. I mean, an expression that I did make up that I'm trying to make happen, like if it happens on this podcast, that will be just like my satisfied, I'll just be like never happier, um, that I made up around this time called, um, and it goes something like, get out of my facial act. Um, <laughs> get out of my facial act. Okay, what does it mean? Yeah, um, it, it just means get on my face, but it's just more dramatic. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I tried to make it happen. It never caught on in yeah. 90, 96, probably when I made it up or 98. Um, but now I'm trying to Bring make it, it back. happen. Yeah. Well, you didn't have a podcast then. You couldn't reach that many people. Exactly. So like, if you guys don't mind using Get out it, of my facial act. Get out of my facial, facial act. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm, maybe I should revive. Um, now that I think about it, I got my first email address when I was 10. What was it? It was moo rocks with an X <laughs> at hotmail.com. Um, Moo was my email, uh, my nickname as a like small child, and rocks was just like what I thought about me. Like you rock, I but rock, with an X. but with an X. I love all this confidence. Like, so confident. Look how we were raised back then. Yeah. I don't know if young girls feel this way now. I hope so. I mean, I hope so, but who knows? I think it was a bit delusional. Like I, I, I was. <laughs> yeah, like, we might have been a delusional generation because yeah. I mean, I'm even a little bit younger generation, but I felt the same way. Like when yeah. I was like. A teenager in the 90s, I'm like, going to have a girl band, going to kick ass, going to take over, like, girl this, girl I mean, that. it was great messaging at the time. Like, totally. the Spice Girls really killed that. Yeah. And it went cross things. It went from, like, pop music to Spice Girls yeah, to, like, to, like, like punk music. Girl and, yeah. and it was in everything. Like, every kind of girl was on that message. And in your sassy magazine. Did you guys have that in Canada? We, yeah, <gasps> yes. we did. Amazing. But I, did you read it? Because I'm always embarrassed to be like, I never. I think oh, it's okay mo- if you didn't read it. As my mom you know it was really protective of what magazines we got to read. Um, so we got to read like J14. Do you remember that one? Like vaguely. I can see it in the store. Yeah. Is it like a teeny bopper magazine? Yes. Yeah, with like pink 
Yeah. I can see it. It's like, I can see it. You know, in that Simpsons episode when Lisa is reading like non threatening boys digest or whatever? <laughs> no, so basically, whatever. exactly that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I had an email signature that I was trying to make happen to sign off. So next time you're sending an email from your Hotmail account, consider. So you write your whole email, blah, blah, blah. This may be not be your thing because you don't use a sign off, but this might change things. Uh-huh. Um, blah, blah, blah. Love, luck, and lollipops. Jen. Oh, wow. That's a lot to write. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could put it as your, I just put XOXO, which is weird because I do it to people like in a professional <laughs> manner, people I haven't met. I'm like, oh, they have no idea that I just do that. <laughs> well, there's also like the, the fashion, like XX. That's the fashion thing. That's okay. Fashion I've thing? noticed that with Sarah Jessica Parker's um, Instagram. <laughs> She'll write like X. I think it's XX. It's very fashion. That's a British thing. X- is it? X- oh my God. When I first, so I lived oh, in maybe England. Maybe it's like fashion people who are like, we want to be British. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like the Madonna face. I lived there for like five years. And when I first moved, I thought everyone was flirting with me because they all signed their text messages with X's. Yes. And then actually it's just, that's what they do. And if they don't do it, it means they don't really like you. They do it in Australia too. Cause I noticed that I was like, is this guy flirting with me? Yeah. That was recently, sadly. It was like years, a couple of years ago. I was like, Oh, weird. I mean, it was someone I didn't want to be flirting with me. And I was like, oh, creepy. And then someone was like, no, we all just write X. It's sort of like dash. Yeah. Yeah. It just means like the end, end transmission. Yeah. I kind of like that. I think it's cool. I do too. But then there's a system where if you really like someone, you send more than one X. And if you really, really like them, you send like three or four. And then if you're like a teen <gasps> girl, you send like 12. What does the triple what? X mean? In triple that X context? is like very strong feelings. Does it mean like actual triple X? <laughs> yeah, it's like Vin Diesel's movie Triple <laughs> So, and if you put nothing, it means I don't really care about you. It means you. they fucking yeah. hate you. Yeah, not like, and they use it as like a thing. So, if you're in a fight with someone, you usually do like three X's. Like, you might be like, anyway, thanks, X. Mm. And they'd know what it means. I love wow. that place. It's so passive aggressive. Can't wait to go back. 100%. <laughs> yep. Those are my people. Wow. Just a bunch of grumpy indoor kids. Where did you guys think that you'd end up? As a teen, like when like I was if you were ra- if you were writing that diary entry, like what would your thoughts have been about your future? Also, I'm sorry, I'm a, guys, I'm a little bit sick. I said I'm not too far off, nasal. but it was like I was like New York City. Like I didn't have my dreams weren't so big now that I look back, but they were unrealistic. It was like New York City, but I was picturing it like in the '60s, like beatnik smoking cigarettes. Like I didn't know what anything was really like because I'd never been. So it was like New York City, smoking, struggling, and to be an actress and then I'm on Broadway none of that happened I didn't mm. didn't go into acting and never tried to be on Broadway but that's what I pictured and then I pictured I didn't picture my, that was actually the, the limit of my dreams then I pictured also Los Angeles in some capacity but I don't really remember what my dream and then I think I wanted to be a dancer I think that's what I pictured too it was like I'm in the New York City ballet but I wasn't the at the time when I really thought that I'd already gotten past the point of ever being able to physically become a dancer. Like, I took ballet, but it was, like, hometown ballet. Like, I would have had to start before my body developed. Like, it was, I couldn't have been a dancer. So, yeah, I ended up in the cities I wanted to live in, but not the life did not look like my dreams. That's pretty close, though. Yeah, yeah. It's pr- I'm pretty close. That's basically exactly also what I thought, except I thought I was going to be, a, like, a music, like, a theater kid in a musical on Broadway. Mm-hmm. That was my thing. I was yes. like, great news for me. I'm just going to show up in New York and they're going to be like, did you know that we're doing Wicked forever and we want you to star in it? Yeah. Great news for them. You're available. Yeah. <laughs> you have a musical theater vibe about you. Does oh, that make no. Sense? <laughs> no, no. In a good way. Like, Is that an insult? No. I feel like people who do musical theater always have like a beautiful shade of hair and very nice skin. And, oh, like, my God. And like, I don't know. You look like you could easily. Tra- that's what I'm saying. You could easily transform into like 
a princess or like a thing or like an old-timey lady, an old-timey <laughs> like girl from the 50s. Like you have that kind of timeless look is what I'm saying, which oh. I think is very musical theatery. Thank you. Maybe it's not too late. It's not too late. Oh, my God. I'm only 29. Tons of people started their Broadway careers at 30, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, it requires no training. Just, like, no, discover. No, no, no. You just show just up. Yeah, you're just in the wrong city. You're just going to go down yeah, there. Yeah, that's the issue. So I have to leave now. But thanks for having me on this podcast. <laughs> gotta go. Jen Kirkman, thanks for turning my life you gotta around. Gotta go. Gotta go. Love you. What about you? Um, I think, I don't know if I, I mean, I think my, like, more specific dreams came a little bit later, like when I was decided I was going to be Carrie Bradshaw and like, that's it. Um, yes. But that was later. Like that was probably 10 years, uh, five years after this. Like at the time, I think I probably just was like standard, like I'm going to be married and have a house and kids and I'm just going to be at the mall with my friends. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. So what happened with the house and the kids? Nothing. And the I have zero of those things. Are you upset about it? Or are you like, oh, that's was no, it, it's not no. time for that yet anyway? No, I mean, there are certain things about it that I think are, I mean, there are certain things about that entry that I think are ridiculous. Like, yeah. um, like the whole importance of losing your virginity and all that stuff um, and being excited about being excited about decorating my space, I think, is still valid. I'm I like to decorate my space. Yeah. But as far as everything else, like I thought, you know, I think when you're a kid, you 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 don't understand ages. Like you think that age 25 is like you're gonna have seven kids already. Totally. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I was gonna ask too. Like, what age did you think this was happening? You know, like 22. I'd be a loser if I didn't have all yes. this going on. Yeah. I think I said something along the lines of that. Like, I think I said what when I. I'm 25, like, I should have already had a kid by then. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I used to think that, too. Like, I don't remember, I don't even remember ever wanting kids, but I do remember, like, I'm going to be married by 22, and and I didn't think that was, I thought that was old. Like, it wasn't like I thought, oh, no, I know people get married at 30, but that's loserish. I didn't even know. Yes, that. I didn't 100%. even know. I had no opinion. I just thought 22, like. I mean, but I think also, like, I think that the ages that were promoted to us were were those ages. Like, if you watch 90210, like, they are, like, adults by 25. Like, they're, like, we we have been through some shit. We still had that, like, nowadays I think it's different. I don't know, but we still had, like, that generation where, like, no, you go to college, meet your college sweetheart, you get married right away. Like, I don't know. I think that we might have been the last generation of that where now I think it would be normal to be like 10 and be like, when I'm 30. I don't know, though. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know I'd what have kids to talk think. To I, don't I don't know what they think. I, I think kids' perceptions of age is, is never going to change. Yeah. When I was I was a counselor when I was 16, and my my kids would always ask me like if I had children, and I was married. I was like, I'm 16. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I was 18, and I worked at a summer camp, and I asked the kids to guess my age. And some of the kids were like 14, and they were like 33. <laughs> And you're like, no. like, no, you goons. <laughs> oh, my God. How dare you? <laughs> um, so at the end of every episode, mm-hmm. um, I like to end with something called the bring back, which is some things that from the 90s that I think we should bring back. Yes. Um, I have a list here that is part of my time capsule, of course. And it's all. Oh, so one of the things that's important to mention in my time capsule is how obsessed I was with lists, like everything, like everything about, you know, you were saying before about writing your diary and how you always thought that people were reading it. Like, I didn't necessarily think that my parents were going to read and I was going to get in trouble. I felt like people were going to read it in the future and, like, when I was famous. Uh, and I was totally. like, oh. I relate. I had a little bit yeah. of that. Like, oh, they're going to find it and this, it's going to yeah. be great. And it's going to be like, thank God I had this. Because yeah. now people are going to put it in a museum. I had the museum yeah. thing too. This is going in a museum. 100%. And I, My like, papers. was. 
Yeah, I was just obsessed to have with everything list. And also just like that people knew what my priorities were. Like if my <laughs> if if my number one actor changed from Leonardo DiCaprio to like Joshua Jackson, like they had to know that the it was. The lists were a big deal. Like I remember the people's sexiest person alive list or whatever. Like I feel like I, there was, I don't know, less news happening or something. Because <laughs> I feel like when those were coming out in the 90s, it was a big deal. It was deal. a big deal, mm-hmm. yeah. And you'd like get them and put the pictures up around your room, kind of situation. And now everything's a list, like, yeah, yeah, that's like, what like content is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so one of so one of the more extensive lists in the um, in the time capsule is my just general favorites, I guess, because um, I have this stuff repeated elsewhere. But I'm gonna read a few, and then you, and then you guys tell me what you think should be brought back. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite singer was uh, this, this, you know what? It's not even right because elsewhere I talk about my favorite singers and bands, but I think I'm distinct. I'm distinct. I'm distinguishing between singers and bands here. Uh, so my understood. favorite singers are Brandy and Monica and Usher. Um, my favorite drink is Coke. My favorite word is Utopia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite vacation place is St. Augustine plus Orlando, probably because I literally just got back from it. Probably. Um, my favorite sign is a heart plus a star. Um, and my favorite veggie is green and red peppers. Okay. Um, so if you guys could bring up, I mean, not necessarily anything from that, that list because it's really timeless. Yeah, um, pretty timeless. Peppers. Actually, yeah. I mean, St. Augustine doesn't just exist in a vacuum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what would you guys bring back from the 90s? Besides get out of my facial act. Yeah, more catchphrases like that, though. Talk to the hand was fun. Mm-hmm. Like catchphrases with a gesture, I think. I was briefly mm-hmm. trying to bring back, and this will not be effective on a podcast, but like wagging your finger at someone, like, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, like in Vogue, never going to get it? Yeah, I was trying to bring that back you in a bring big way. Back? Yeah, like, so, like, don't you slap your, like, mm-hmm. last season proud of that, that went me, girl. Away, really. <laughs> yeah? I think it's around, but I think you could still bring it back. Right. Maybe it's different in America. I would bring back... There were these things, they were like sticky jewels, and you'd put them in mm, your hair. Totally. And I would bring those back. I've tried to find them on Amazon, but they're, they're not what I need. They're, they have a back and a front. And I'm like, no, I'm not trying to clip something in. It's sticky. You just stick them everywhere. In they there. sell gems, stick on gems like that at the dollar store. Here? Yeah. Okay, I have to and go. And they're really fun. I have to go to that this weekend. It's really good. Did you ever pr- play Pretty Pretty Princess? I know the name. It sounds like something I wouldn't be allowed to have. It was an amazing game where you just had to win jewelry, and the <laughs> person who won the most jewelry and the crown won. Uh, and the crown had those stick-on jewels, and I always oh. remember putting them on because it was just such a good feeling. I feel like a lot of the big games I got in the '90s I wouldn't want to bring back because, like, Easy Bake Oven was probably my first experience of extremely high expectations and terrible disappointment mm. in my life. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to have one. It makes just a pudding. It, yeah, you my didn't mom miss thought out. the house was going to catch on fire. It's a little candle under a pudding for as long as you can manage it, yeah. and then you're just eating sort of a lukewarm <laughs> pudding yeah. in plastic. She, I don't know. She was overreacting, but she was like, "No, we're not having that child's like a hot oven. light bulb." Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Any other thoughts about the '90s and get out of my facial act, which we're I'd all going to bring back Sassy bring Magazine. Back? Like maybe it's yes, you know, bring it back. I'm going to get you a subscription, Aww. and then I'm just going to get you. my uh, hair sticky things, and I'd be happy. Well, thanks for joining <laughs> me. Thank you. This is my favorite topic. Um, thanks, guys, for listening. Um, if you have any questions or feelings, or you want to share anything with us, uh, DM me at, at capsule98 on Instagram. Uh, and until next time, get out of my facial act. <laughs> <laughs>
really pushing for that one. <laughs> Hashtag get out of my facial eye. <laughs>